You don't have to live in Dallas to listen to Rebecca Carroll because of technology. Whenever I'm up in the mornings and I think, I wonder what's going on with Jeff and Rebecca, then the KCBI app gets opened on my phone and then you can hear the music and you can listen to Jeff and Rebecca's conversations. Always authentic, real, and they're my friends. And so it's really nice when Rebecca spends a little extra time with us and opens up her heart, unpacks what God is doing. It's usually fascinating. It's amazing how much she loves God's word and how he's gifted her to see things. And I'm so thankful that she shares them with us. So Rebecca Carroll is on today's Life with Lisa Williams. This is is life. This is life with Lisa Williams. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for Rebecca Carroll on so many levels. There has to be new levels built all the time. I need more levels (laughs) built because I'm so thankful for Rebecca on more levels. Please build the levels. But um, I've been praying about just asking God to give us an idea or a word or a theme for every week so that we're all on the same page and we're all kind of digging deep together in the same direction. And Rebecca gave us the word breakthrough. And already this week has been so rich because of it, Rebecca. I'm so thankful. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. So good. Uh, Pam Peoples talked about breakthrough on Monday and then Julie Thomas on Tuesday and then Dwight Bain on Wednesday. And now, you know, I mean, literally I was sitting here with a big grin on my face, waiting for this conversation to start thinking, I just can't wait to hear what she's going to (laughs) say. So primed to hear about breakthrough. And can you just tell us why that word is so um, uh, predominant in your thinking right now? Yes. So I guess it was the Sunday after New Year's Day. We went to church like we always do, and our pastor preached a sermon on finding your word for the year. And that, I can't remember what book it was. Uh, you may have read it, Lisa. I don't know if you read it, but it was a book about one word. And so our yeah, pastor- Yeah, I think it's called My One Word. I think my okay. book. Yeah. Okay. So our pastor had been praying over his word for the church. And when he said the word was breakthrough- It was like every cell in my body stood up and started screaming, (laughs) amen. It just resonated so deeply in me. And at that second, I didn't have a reason why, because honestly, I haven't been pining away in a corner, you know, begging God for breakthrough that it really hasn't even been on my radar. But then the pastor started to unpack what he meant by breakthrough. And he said that he was not talking about, you know, you're going to break through into more prosperity or greater increase, or you didn't have this and all of a sudden you're going to have this. He he Mm -hmm. was not talking about that at all because I think our minds naturally want to go there. Mm -hmm. He was talking about breakthrough as when the kingdom of God breaks through (gasps) onto the earth. Oh, wow. Yes. And when he said that, I thought, God wants to break through into my mind. God wants to break into my mind. And he wants to break me out of old ways of thinking and into a new, fresh walk of faith, a a higher degree of faith. And 
Oh, I know. I know. And and that just sounds like God, doesn't it? He wants yes. to, is he not always just pulling us out of our comfort zone and most of the time kicking and screaming, you know? <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, well, you know, one day we're going to figure it out and he's going to say something and we're like, yes, we're going to run and our flesh is just going to go, well, this may hurt, but we don't care because we want it. Keep talking. Everything you're saying for me is like, this is a game changer. Mm. This is good. This is good. We want his kingdom to come. We want his will to be done. We want to see things the way he sees them. We want to, we want to think like him. Yep. And you know, by nature, Lisa, we, all of us, all of us, we are creatures of habit and, and we are creatures of pattern. We like to do the same thing and we like to do it the same way. And we go to the same restaurants and we see the same kind of movies and we have the same kinds of friends and (laughs) getting out of a pattern requires a breaking free. And so my greatest, greatest war zone in my life has always, always, always always, always, always been my mind. (laughs) (laughs) You mean like always? You mean like always? Like all, (laughs) all to the ways. (laughs) And um, so, so, okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to kind of, it really briefly, I'm going to, I'm going to take you on my, on my journey of unpacking this. So immediately after um, the service, after the breakthrough service, our church started three weeks of prayers prayer and fasting for breakthrough. That's so dangerous. I'm just telling you, I'm telling, I'm telling Lisa and I'm telling you, if you want to pray dangerous prayer, yeah, ask God for breakthrough and then put your seatbelt on. So, oh my word. I, I've shared with Lisa and, and you, if you've heard the past shows, that bulimia and anxiety and alcoholism are, are part of my story. It's part of my testimony and much of my ministry is drawn from that. And things like fasting can be dangerous for me. And I'm not saying that to excuse myself from the fasting. I'm saying that to kind of paint you a picture of where my mind goes. Because deep inside my heart lives a broken little girl who wants desperately to please her father. And so grace is tough for me. But when you give me rules, when you give me, I have to do X, Y, and Z, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, and then I'm going to go all the way back and I'm going to start at A and I'm just going to keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, I picked two things to fast and then I immediately started to struggle with this guilt that it wasn't enough mm-hmm. and I kept shaving things away and shaving things away and shaving things away until I I had myself in this mental state, in my thoughts, where I, I was convinced that the Lord was calling me to go completely without food for five days. Wow. Yeah. Alarming. Alarming. Yeah. And yeah. and when you are a recovered bulimic anorexic, you can't go to those places. I mean, I I on on a on a spiritual level, I wish I could because I think people like that are spiritual giants. But I did have the wherewithal to know that okay, if I'm gonna do this, I have to lay this in front of my husband and I have to yes. lay this in Ooh, front of people. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm, people who are for me and who love me enough to tell me when I'm acting like a wackadoo. And so my husband committed to praying for it and then lovingly told me that I was acting like a wackadoo. (laughs) (laughs) And so, 
<laughs> so the next morning, I I got up at 5.30 quite by accident. Uh, well, maybe quite by the Lord's design, but I'm up and I've got my candles lit and I've got my Bible open and there's just this intimacy. It's just, it's mm-hmm. me and the Lord mm-hmm. and I'm journaling and I, I start writing out my prayers and and I was reading them later and I I had written over and over help me understand my mind help me understand my mind and if you look at Psalm 139 verse mm-hmm. 23 yeah. actually I'll read 23 and 24 he says search me o god and know my heart test me and know my anxious thoughts yeah, yeah. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And, and, you know, when we read that, we can't make the mistake of reading that thinking that David was saying, look, God, look, see, see how good I am. See, God, look, search me, test me, look, see if you can find anything. That is not what David was doing. David was crying out passionately to the Lord because he could not understand his mind. He couldn't wrap his mind around his own mind. He couldn't understand (laughs) why he struggled the way he did, why he had the thoughts he had, why one second he was on the mountaintop and the other he was in the pit, you know? Yes. I mean, who, who can't relate to that concept of, yeah. you know, it's, it's why do I do the things that I do? Why do I think yeah. that? Why do I struggle? Why am I going back and obsessing about this thing that happened 20 years ago? Yes. Why am I afraid or whatever it is? Yes. Cause you know what's right, but yet you, you can't make your mind yeah. do yeah. it. And it's yeah. like, why aren't I further down the road yet? I'm in ministry, God. I'm in seminary, God. I do this vocationally, Lord. Why aren't I farther down? Why do I not have more spiritual stripes in this one area? And and I was asking him these questions. And then immediately, I, he, you know, I, I thought of Jeremiah 17. Mm-hmm. Jeremiah yeah. 17, 9. I call this the great diagnostic verse in all of Scripture. It says, the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? None of us can understand our hearts. None of us can understand our minds. And that's when it was like the Lord was saying to me, stop agonizing over the condition of your heart and of your mind and turn your attention to mine. Because when we think of the Lord, when we focus our thoughts on the Lord, that's honestly, Lisa, it it really is that simple. That's when he starts to, to soothe those tangles. And, and for me, that's when, that's when he starts to calm me down a little bit. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. when, when I thought of that, then, you know, immediately in my mind, I thought, of course, Exodus 34, 6. Now, I love the sound of your Bible turning pages. It just touches my heart. It just touches me. (laughs) I know Bibles on phones make me so sad because it's just not the same. You can't feel the weight of it. I love the weight of my Bible in my hand and I love the pages. So so you're you're heading to Exodus and what scripture did you say? Okay. So we're going to pull now from Exodus 34, verse 6. And and this is when the Lord meets, uh, comes down out of the clouds and stands there with Moses and he proclaims his name. Now, this is what the Lord says. And, and we have to remember that in the Lord's name, in the name Yahweh is contained 
all of his attributes, all of his power, all of the essence of the Lord is in his name. It was so sacred that the Hebrews wouldn't even say the name Yahweh. But then this is what he says. And he passed in front of Moses proclaiming the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. And of all the attributes that the Lord lists, and, and when we make a list, um, it's not unusual for us to put the most important one first because that's what we think of first. Right. The first attribute that <laughs> the Lord lists. Before you go on, what's your dog's this name? This is this is my dog Jenny, and she sees a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny, settle down. Jenny sees a squirrel. Um, that's going to be the oh, name of a children's book or something. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 And, and the yeah. dog barking won't bother me because now I'm like super focusing in on this idea that is so profound. And that is, he lists his attributes. And what was the first one? Compassion. Yeah. Because compassion is the essence of who he is. And it's yes. the first attribute he lists when he describes himself. This is the message of life. This is the main message of all mm -hmm. of existence. Everything is here, right yeah. here. This is the message people need to know. I think from all of this, what, what I want you to know is this. The next time you are struggling, the next time you're struggling in your mind mm -hmm. and you can't figure out why you say the things you say, why you talk to your husband the way you do, why you yell at your children the way you did, why you think the things you think, I want you to remember that when your heavenly father looks at you he looks at you through the loving eyes of compassion. And scripture tells us that his compassion for you is absolutely inexhaustible. Mm -hmm. And you know why that's so profound for me? Because my compassion is very exhaustible. Right. The, big, the biggest breakthrough that the Lord is, is working in me is breaking me out of this this constant striving of even though I know I can't do anything else to please God, this striving to anyway and, and breaking me into a new, fresh understanding of what His grace really, really is. Because when it comes to... Um, when it comes to the things that had to be done, that have to be done in order for us to be saved and in order for us to be pleasing to the Lord, it is finished. Amen. 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 Yeah. Man, my mind is kind of spinning with the presence and knowledge of God right now. It's just that breakthrough now makes sense to me because yeah. in my life, he is showing me things. Uh, and it's how he thinks about things. That's what you're talking about. Our minds seeing the truth of how God sees us. He loves us. He loves us. He loves us. That's it. And it is finished. Yeah. We don't have to earn anything. Yes. And so he's showing you that he broke through into your brain and said, this is truth. And it's settled in. And he's doing that with me uh, about different concepts. I kind of all the time, like suddenly you go, oh, Oh, I understand now what God is about when Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. Yes. 
When he says, don't worry yes. about tomorrow, he's telling me that I'm going to live in a special pocket of space with him. And it's just every day, me and him, and I don't have to worry about yesterday or tomorrow. Oh, like that's my breakthrough that I'm currently having is, oh, I don't have to worry. I don't I have to ever that. think about yesterday or tomorrow because right here where we are right in this very second, this is where God is. And he's doing something right here with us right now. And it's fascinating to me, but it's been actually my breakthrough over the past week of this is how God thinks. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't. And so what you're talking about is thinking like God thinks, right? That's a breakthrough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I think my favorite thing that you said is that we get to live in this little pocket of space yeah. with him. <laughs> yeah. And nothing else matters. I just yeah. love that. Yeah. We have grace for this time and this pocket of space. And and we won't have tomorrow's strength until we exactly. get there. But we know <gasps> yes. that Jesus has already passed through every tomorrow we'll ever live through. And he has deposited for every <laughs> step of the way the sufficient strength, the sufficient wisdom, and the sufficient grace to get through every single Yes, moment. and amen. So focusing on the strength that he's given us for today, for our minds, for our wills, our emotions, for every part of us, we just, we just take that for today. And then um, we don't let yesterday dictate our future. We don't let the future dictate our present. We just stay in the pocket with God. So that's a breakthrough, but I didn't understand what that was and what you have learned about your mind and your desire to please God with your actions and how you don't have to strive anymore to be perfect. These are breakthroughs. So this is yeah. good. This is a good way to wrap up yes. the week of breakthroughs because someone else listening, they're having a totally different breakthrough at this time and they're going, oh, that's what it is. I'm starting to think like God. This is my breakthrough. I'm understanding the mind of, of the Father now. There's not many people on this planet like Rebecca Carroll. So I'm just glad that she can be in your life and be in my life through the Life with Lisa Williams podcast. It's really a gift to me because we want people in our lives who are hungry for God, hungrier than us. Someone like Rebecca who wants to be in God's word and talk about God's word and wants God's will and mind to be revealed to her through his word. It's why she goes to seminary. It's why she wants to spend so much time studying God's word. It's why she does, I think, most of the things that she does. It's a deep love and desire and hunger and really a desperation for him. And we need people like this in our lives because it's him. It's him. <laughs> you know, he's the one. He's the one who will save you. He's the one who will change you. He's the one who will rescue you. He's the one who will tell you the truth. You know, he's the one. He is revealed through his word. So thank you, God, that Rebecca Carroll is in our lives. And if you want to reach out to her about a speaking event, or maybe you would like to just read some things that she's written, her space on the internet is loveserveshine.com. And then weekday mornings, you can hear her on the radio on KCBI out of Dallas. So thanks to Rebecca for being our friend. And if you're listening to this, Rebecca, please don't ever stop. Don't stop hungering for God's word, seeking him first. Don't stop. If you're ever discouraged, night or day, Rebecca, call me in the middle of the night. I don't care because I need you encouraged because we need, <laughs> we need your gifts and hunger in our lives. So you stay strong, girl. I'm about to make myself cry. I love Rebecca Carroll. <laughs> Thank you, Rebecca, for, for, 
for modeling someone who doesn't give up the tenacity of saying, I'm going to follow God. I'm going to follow God. I also want to say thank you to Melanie Moritzky, who's producing today's show. Melanie has been working very hard for a couple of weeks now to learn the ins and outs of production. And she is a rock star. So thank you, Melanie, for producing today's show and for all of your hard work over many hours. I really appreciate you. Hashtag understatement. (laughs) Thank you also to Cure International for sponsoring today's show. Thank you, Cure, for caring about children. You're like Jesus because he loves children. Jesus loves the children. And when children are born with disabilities in poor countries, in remote villages, and there's no answer, there's no clinic, there's no diagnosis, they are often ostracized and there's great pain. But in dozens of countries, Cure International has hospitals where children receive healing and then they are introduced to the healer, our wonderful, loving father. And so if you would like to support Cure or you would just want to know more about Cure, you can come to lifewithlisawilliams.com and then just click on Cure. Hashtag thanks for listening.